Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and you're listening to episode 47 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. Our today's podcast guest was so good had to split this podcast in two parts. I met Andres Bucci, who is Chief Data Officer at LATAM, last autumn in Amsterdam. He listened to my past podcast episodes about experimentation, especially the one with Harvard Business School professor Stefan Tonke, and he wanted to chat. So we met for a coffee at Aviation Festival in Amsterdam, and I saw right away He had this crazy passion about experimentation and data science and everything connected. He was one of the most interesting people in our industry that I met recently, and his idea sounded so futuristic, so we decided we needed to talk about them on this podcast and share them with you. We talk a lot about experimentation and digital world on this podcast. We are just about to publish Airline Digital Optimization Yearbook, that benchmarks how airlines are doing that, but what Stefan Tonke talked on our past podcast and what Andres is trying to do is on a whole another level. Andres and his LATAM team want to bring this scientific approach to decision-making to airline physical work. Andres talked about his past experience of running experiments in physical stores pricing, and about applications for airlines, like, for example, in revenue management. Andres learned a lot about this stuff when he was working at Uber in pricing and gave us all really amazing insights on how you can do and how you can run these things in an airline environment. The second part of our podcast will be up soon, and in that one, we talked about the second passion of mine, lately, which is data science, especially application of data science in e-commerce and digital marketing. And of course, we had to talk about the most popular tech thing at the moment, this is ChatGPT. I really hope you'll enjoy this chat, these two chats with Andres, as much as I did. We at BrandSpace are a passionate and deeply experienced team. We break barriers and make it easy for airlines and other travel companies to create better digital experiences for travelers and staff. Check out branchspace.com to learn more. Hi, Andres, and welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Hi, Istok. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, this was after we met, uh, I think now it was September, October in uh, Amsterdam early October, I think, on the Aviation Festival, and we talked about these things. I said we had to do this chat, and especially now, as we are concluding our digital optimization yearbook, I think this uh, topic and you will be a perfect guest. But before we start, since this is international industry, aviation, and uh, global, we had people from all over the world. You're in Chile, right? It's, yeah. Uh, I'm we in have Chile, summer yeah. there now, huh? 
Yes, it's actually very hot. <laughs> I'm looking at your background. People won't see it because it's an audio, but you have this sun and we have snow here in Slovenia, freezing cold. So I'm, I'm a little bit envious. We're going to be all the way around in six months, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, Andreas, before we start digging into, like we said, experimentation and all cool kind of things, Maybe a little bit about your background. How did you end up as a CDO at uh, LATAM? Uh, sure, sure. So I'm currently the CEO at LATAM. I joined about six months ago. I guess everybody understands what LATAM is, so probably no need to introduce it. We'll put the, we'll put the links in the... Okay, great. <laughs> great, great, great. So prior to that, I acted as the VP of Data and Analytics at Solimac. Solimac is probably the biggest... Home improvement retailer in Latin America, okay. six to seven billion in sales, uh, two hundred and sixty stores, present in seven markets in Latin America. You get the idea. Before that, I was working at Uber HQ in San Francisco. I went through different areas, and I ended up in pricing, in the pricing team, uh, which is very scientific team, and I loved it. Yeah, it was a very watershed moment for me, <laughs> as they call it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that because I have a lot of questions there. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that I wanted to talk, like I said, we are finalizing this digital optimization benchmarks yearbook, which is a lot about how airlines do digital optimization, how they experiment, how they measure, how they do user research. But in our past uh, research runs, so for the, our previous yearbook, we talked about physical experimentation with Stefan Tonke from Harder Business School. And this is, I think, how we met because you are, you ran across that podcast and you liked it. And you are a big fan of uh, digital and business uh, optimization and experiments. So my question is because when we talked to Stefan, he had a great book about experimentation. He talks a lot about it, a lot of cases. But I never seen this talk in airline world. You know, I see some things that... I don't know, when airlines roll out, I don't know, a fast check-in, they tested it on one market, but that was not like a true, it's more like a pilot than a true experimentation. So when you came to me in Amsterdam and we started talking to me, my ears went like up because you were talking about what Stefan was talking about, this running experiments in real life business. So maybe... How did yeah. you come up with this idea and uh, why? Why uh, why do you want to implement this in LATAM? Yeah, sure. So it, first of all, it's not my idea. So econometrics actually plays very well with data science in these physical digital environments. Uh, there's a lot of history there. It's very interesting if you want to know a bit more about it. I, I met Stefan uh, right after I met you, uh, probably a month later. And he knows a lot about this. And I'm a big fan. So if he ever reasons, hi, Stefan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so how I came across this is uh, basically when I joined Uber, right? So um, I guess what's been going on is that most companies in most uh, industries are physical companies, right? So uh, customer journeys and experiences are physical mostly. Like airlines. Yeah, like airlines, uh, like Uber. Right, like uh, supermarkets, uh, uh, convenience stores, uh, mm -hmm. home improvement stores. Right. Um, so what's bound to happen is that these digital transformation journeys eventually will run into the bottleneck that experiences are physical, 
and those pose a lot of challenges. And if you look into big tech, this actually happened already, right? So big tech, even if it's natively digital in the cases of Uber and companies like Uber that have physical services, um, they did go through this transformational process where they needed to understand how to roll out uh, better products quickly, right? And which is mostly driven by experimentation. You already know a lot about that in the digital world, right? It's, yep. it's your area of expertise. Um, but that can translate fairly well into the physical world. And so that's how it came out. So when I joined the, 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 the pricing team, which is under the marketplace organization in, in Uber, I realized that this was driving everything. So you would see people go out of one experiment and start thinking immediately about the next experimentation time slot, which okay. could come a month from them. And everybody threw ideas, they do some, they, they would do some back of the envelope calculations and everything revolved around it. And, and the organized was set, the, the organization was set so that could be fast. It's, you, you would see some teams competing. It was, it was crazy. Like you, you thought you were working you, at the NASA or something. <laughs> can you give me a, and a simple example, what kind of experiments? Just ah, for, yeah, for yeah, sure. Reason. So, so there's a lot. Uh, I'm going to talk about pricing maybe first, uh, but we can talk about how this translates to home improvement. We did a lot of uh, experimentation there, and some cases that might uh, roll into uh, aviation as well. So, the the main problem with with changing prices is that you affect a specific set of drivers or riders if you want to do A/B testing, like traditional randomized control trials. Um, the problem with that is that if you affect, let's say, uh, a, a bunch of riders with a more effective uh, assigning algorithm, right? So, and now uh, riders, you're talking about uh, yeah, Uber drivers, exactly. right? Uber, okay. Uber drivers, exactly. So they have this more effective algorithm. And in theory, what would happen is that they are able to take more trips, right? So that okay. means that they can satisfy more demand with the same supply. The problem is that on the other end, there are some drivers that have not been treated with this new algorithm. So what you'll see in the experiment is a big bias because those drivers are not only affected by the, the effect that the algorithm itself would yield, but also by the fact that the treated group is being more effective and kind of taking demand from them. So, so it's not like a digital world A versus B. But it's more like uh, two. Yeah, it's a physical thing. So they compete yeah. for the same resource, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you cannot really separate everything where everything is super elastic and you have like, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's uh, one, two or three alternatives, you're never going to run out of, of like rendering your web page, right? Of buttons that you can click. But in these cases, as it's a physical world, you actually run out of stock. Um, so this was a big problem, and it was solved with experimental setups. So instead of using traditional A-B testing with random control trials, you would do time sampling. So you would have these windows where you would turn on, off, on, off, on, off, right? And you, then you would get uh, your pseudo-randomized sample, right? Uh, which was good enough uh, for running these experiments. There were uh, another alternatives uh, where you sample kind of in, in clusters that do not interact with each other. This is something Facebook does a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what you end up having is groups that are comparable in time, right? So there is a technique that's called difference in differences, which is very like, widely used for this. And Andres? Yeah. Sorry. 
could be could the same logic be applied let's say to airline prices so you could have like different groups on the same route or even the same plane yeah totally totally so you got it so this is actually the same problem that the airlines have and the problem with rolling out new pricing algorithms or new let's say new new revenue strategies right uh, is that you share the same routes uh, it's it's not like you, you can you can treat a plane and then untweet it for some passengers for, for some uh, customers right uh, you will get a, in, into big trouble probably. <laughs> Some people will end up hating you, others loving you. Uh, but probably what would happen is that the ones that love you would get all the tickets first. <laughs> <laughs> so then you would bias everything. Uh, so one way to go about this is is using what traditional companies use when they uh, uh, compete against like a limited stock of physical physical goods. Um, Amazon has been doing this for a while now. Uh, I think eBay started doing this way back when they realized that their network was had a limited capacity, so uh, treatment and controls would compete for a limited resource, right? Um, and they started doing either switchbacks or comparing routes that do not interact with each other, right? And doing this kind of uh, difference in difference A-B testing uh, scenario. Um, just to kind of uh, give a quick insight into what difference in difference means. So if you have, let's imagine two lines, right? That are going parallel uh, and, and they represent different, different populations that are different networks that do not interact with each other in any way, right? Uh, if you see that they kind of behave in the same way over time, they have the same trend, right? Okay. Uh, you could assume that they are affected by other factors in the same manner. So if you introduce something new and there's a difference between the original difference between the lines, you can make the math work around so yeah. that so this you could gives use, you an for interest. example, you would try new revenue management pricing algorithm on one route and then on the other one you would have the old one. So it would be like an A/B test, but on two different routes where you would have a similar trend, and then with this algorithm or this mathematical operation, you could basically try to measure the effect. For instance, so this this would be the traditional approach for any big tech company that it's doing that's doing something like pricing with a limited resource. Okay. I'm surprised that this is not the the base case in in airline industry, but uh, I think it's it's easy to implement. Uh, maybe it's challenging to make sure that it works because you need to set up things so that yeah. they account for what influences trips in airlines versus trips in, in cars, which is a whole different problem, right? Um, so it's not just like going and implementing this. You need to kind of go through a road so it works first. So um, there is definitely an advantage of understanding how to do it first. At BranchSpots, we are a passionate team with deep cross-functional experience in airline and travel tech, travel retail, and end-to-end -end customer experience. We offer Transform Consulting Services and Triplake, our best-in-class digital commerce platform. With Triplake, we deploy the latest technology and retail thinking and make it easy for you to drive personalized end-to-end -end experiences for your customers and meet your revenue goals. We are an IATA strategic partner for digital innovation to drive together the future of travel. We have been a long-term trusted partner for LH Group, IAG, AGN, TAP, Air Malta and more. Visit branchspace.com to learn how we turn the current challenges airlines are facing in the digital world into opportunities. Okay, and if we go one step back, because we will come back to this, because I'm really curious. Oh, there's a lot of examples. Yeah. I can but give okay, you, you can 
obviously I'm biased here, so you can convince me. And I, as I said, I I'm very I was always data driven. Try to measure, try to see the impact, try to test and see. But how do you explain this? Let's say to top level management. Oh, how, is... how, how you explain <laughs> this? In, in, not only explain, but how you convince them that this is a, a smart business uh, strategy, smart way of doing business. What our friend Stefan Tolke calls it a scientific approach to decision making. How you yeah. how you sell them this approach? So, so uh, this is uh, this is an infinitely complex question. I'm going to talk from my experience. In, yeah. The first time I ran into this challenge was in home improvement. So the thing about home improvement is that it has evolved from a commercial standpoint since forever, right? Since decades yeah. ago. And you see commercial people that are really talented, really talented, but they feel things happening. <laughs> it's kind of gut oriented and they see what's going on in the markets. <laughs> they know the right people in Europe, so they know what's going on there. Very well connected, very well connected in China. But when it comes to running experiments and understanding what's going on, and if they actually pull the right lever, uh, it's a very difficult talk. So the approach I took in Solimac is that I went for problems that were unattended, but high had potentially big impacts, right? So you have like the main problems everybody agrees on that are very difficult and everybody's focusing in. And those might have some protection to say something like picking a word, uh, <laughs> but others are fairly unattended. And when you tackle those and you demonstrate that there is a technique that can accelerate everything, right? Because what you're doing, basically everybody will agree with this concept. I'm going to throw a bone there for anybody that's trying this. Uh, so the potential of making, thing better, making things better exists regardless of you doing experiments or measuring anything, right? <laughs> True. So if you are fairly good at estimating this and building a hypothesis, how Stefan kind of points out that this is very important, right? If you invest in that and then you go and tackle it and show that the results actually are reflected in the bottom line, uh, you get the right people listening. Come on. Okay, I'm there. I'm listening. Explain this to me so that I understand it and I can give you permission <laughs> to go a step forward, right? Uh, so that, um, happily, it did work in, in home improvement fairly well. We ended up having, and this, I, I did the benchmark, right? So <laughs> we probably have, well, not, not anymore. I'm not there, but they still have it. Uh, probably the only system that allows you to experiment within a unique store, if the store is big enough, uh, comparing different pricing policies, recommendation policies between different um, uh, lines of product. For instance, you have like four or five lines of product in the home segment, and then in the hard segment, you have another. So if these do not relate it to each other, uh, you can do a lot of things in one same store provided it's big enough. So that speeds up everything because you have 260 stores from which yes. probably 60 are huge. So the amount of things that you can try at the same time is insane. Yeah. You can run multiple experiments at the same time, provided that you kind of push in the change management part, which is fairly important. But once you start driving, start driving everything, this kind of curve compresses, the value curve compresses a lot. And you see how results just start uh, exploding in this exponential way, which is kind of the buzzword if you move into digital, right? So that's a way to go about it. Um, in, in airlines, it's a bit trickier because it, the airline problem is much more technical. 
So you already have technical people around. And, and now you are talking, let's say, revenue management or revenue management, for instance. So revenue management patient. will get it right away. Okay. Because they actually do run into this problem. And you can ask around in different airlines. Uh, we, I've worked with different companies that are experiencing this, right? Um, a lot of them come from the, the, the Silicon Valley environment, right? And they just said, like, this is something nobody's doing. I'm going to build my consultation agency. Uh, you met, actually, Chris Nowitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Chris is really good at this. Um, so, so these guys know that this is not happening in the airline industry. And, and the people at revenue management do understand it fairly quickly. But you can go to other more traditional sites so for of business. People in revenue management, you would say, like you said, we have a, a concept, a method to try different approaches to pricing and really test them and see what's better, yeah? So it's not like typical yeah. before after, like we do in revenue management. Okay, we change something. Did we get more bookings? But then we complain and argue, is it because of the seasonality? Is it because it's something else? So you 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 kind of get real the right answers, right? Yes, and they understand it by the way. This is something that they probably look for and, and they just don't know that it already exists probably a decade ago. It was already implemented in some big tech businesses, right? Um so that's easy <laughs> so the problem is incredibly complex so i i guess that it, uh, some other airlines are probably realizing this um but going through the whole process is very difficult so if so you mean, start doing this and you end up having this before process you mean setting up these practices and yes. framework to measure to set up and everything Exactly, exactly. So it's not like you have this experimental setup and you just use it. There's a lot of research you have to do to understand which are the factors like upstream that influence things, how to calibrate the tools. It's like um, I give you, let's say I give you a, 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 um, a sight. I don't know if that's the right name for it, like a rifle, yeah. right? So it has this laser yeah. sight and you just plug it in and try to shoot, you will never hit the target unless you calibrate it. Yeah. And you need to calibrate it for how far you're shooting, for the environment conditions with the wind that regularly you're facing, right? So there are a lot of things that you need to do. And the experience there, like knowing who to work with is actually very important. Okay. And right? Because one of the topics that I want to talk to you about is also because you are CDO. So it's not only experimentation, your data science and your, yeah. And based on the your colleagues that I talk to, like Edu and others, I know that, let's say, your company invested a lot in data science and you had quite a big data science department. Would you say that you need to do this step before? So you need to have like data science maturity built, build, let's say, data-driven culture, ability to measure just plain things, not experimentation. Is this a prerequisite step or, or you can do this in parallel? Um, I, I think that's a very good question. It's probably a chicken and the egg thing. Um, why, how I would go about it is I how I, I've seen it play out before. Um, so you, you probably want to grow both at the same time. But what you need to get sorted out for sure before you start thinking about this is where you're going to get the talent, mm -hmm. right? Because this is something very specific and very technical. So you need to find the right people in leadership and in technical uh, teams to uh, push this through, right? It's a long roadmap. It probably never ends and you want to definitely build the strength to do it. 
Um, so yeah, so probably talent is going to be a big bottleneck, but this goes very well in strategies that are trying to iterate products uh, very quickly. Like I mentioned, once once people realize the power of experiments, uh, and and you can talk to Stefan and he'll convince you in five minutes mm -hmm. of how powerful this is, right? Um, so once it, once once people see this, it's fairly clear, right? Um, so so yeah, so I would say talent. Is, is the main driver. So you need to sh check if you have the right people and they understand the problem. It's a very technical problem. And if you have the people, then you just need to start trying. And when you when we were talking in preparation for this talk, you told me that you are exploring different areas as a kickoff for this experimentation team. We, we, we yeah. touched on revenue management. What are some other areas that where you see, let's say, opportunities where you could roll out this, let's say, in a pilot way or test this approach? Sure, sure. So there are some things I can talk about, and there are some secret sauce that I'm going to steer away from. Uh, but comparing routes, like getting the technology to compare routes, probably untaps a lot of things that have to do with both maintenance, pricing, a, 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 a customer experience, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So that's actually a huge opportunity. Again, I'm not going to go into any details, right. but but I, I would suggest like if you are interested in understanding a bit more, look into uh, comparisons of groups of things, right? Yeah. Um, and and there are other things, things that are very interesting. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the main example, and people are going to find ways to apply this into different airline models, right? It's mm -hmm. not the same model for everybody. Um, so one, one problem we had at Uber, um, is that sometimes you are not able to run experiments at all, right? So you need to roll out everything or not. Let's say that tipping. So mm -hmm. so you can't really uh, roll out tipping for some people and not for some other. It's unethical. Okay. Uh, unethical to say the least, because probably the, the, the big problem you'll have is a reputation problem. <laughs> But the thing is that there, the, the latest Nobel Prize in economics, 2019, is just about problems like this one, which are called natural experiment scenarios, right? And this was developed, the, the paper was developed, I think, around 1996. For you to get an idea, Google was incorporated 1998 on a garage. <laughs> so I'm talking <laughs> about way, way back, big players in experimentation like Google and Booking. Which, again, if you talk to people from Booking, you'll be amazed. Um, mesmerized, probably, the word is. But the thing about these natural experiments is that if you find the pattern, you can apply them after. So they are very low cost. Uh, so let me go back to the tipping example. So let's say that you kind of think of, different, of a different approach. You roll out the tipping uh, uh, functionality to everybody, like every driver. So now when you complete a trip, you can say, I want to tip this driver or not. And if you account for maybe zones in, in, in the city and, and time slots around the week, you can probably go to a point where you can assume that assignation between a, a new rider, a new customer, and a driver uh, that's being paired by a request is pseudo-random. It depends on you being free, For somebody to be assigned to you, it depends on somebody probably getting off the elevator one minute before or one minute after. So it's a very pseudo-random random assignment uh, uh, thing. Once you have that, 
Uh, there's already techniques existing from way before for you to use the addition problem. And meaning addition is people actually having more or less propensity to, to tip. And you can get that natural variability in the agents, which would be the people applying the treatment, meaning the tipping, and get conclusions of how much tipping affects other outcomes. So retention, like, churn, driver overall, success. Driver success. So they are very important metrics overall for your whole strategy in tipping. So if you roll out this and you are figuring like, how did I do well? Because I know marketing doubled in spend. Yeah. So I think that was a back in my airline days, as I said, I mostly work in airline, in digital, in e-commerce, in marketing. But because we are a smaller airline, I was involved in a lot of other things. So what one of the things that we did, like most traditional airlines, we tried to unbundle products and we went, there was a big migration uh, from uh, especially on short flights from, let's say, free foods to buy on board. Yeah? So this is something, like you said, unethically, you could try it on some routes, but then people will say, why on this route I get the free? And it's a lot of confusion. But this concept could be applied post-Peston. Yeah? So you could evaluate and see how this change affected various things. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So so for instance, uh, what, what could be randomized there is Probably people, you have three or four different planes living at the same time, if in some routes that are not exact same time, right? Uh, but if that's pseudo-randomized, right, you could say there is some variability in the people actually kind of how fast they deliver these ancillaries like food and chips. Mm -hmm. and, and that doesn't depend really on anything else rather than you got randomly assigned to different planes. Right, yeah. because it's still random, and you could do something like that post implementation of any kind of policy. And again, that's cheap, and this is well known since 1998, 1996. <laughs> so it's not like you're going to run into something that's like, oh, I just invented the wheel, right? At BranchBuds, we are a passionate team with deep cross-functional experience in airline and travel tech, travel retail, and end-to-end -end customer experience. We offer Transform Consulting Services and Triplake, our best-in-class digital commerce platform. With Triplake, we deploy the latest technology and retail thinking and make it easy for you to drive personalized end-to-end -end experiences for your customers and meet your revenue goals. We are an IATA strategic partner for digital innovation to drive together the future of travel. We have been a long-term trusted partner for LH Group, IAG, AGN, TAP, Air Malta and more. Visit branchspace.com to learn how we turn the current challenges airlines are facing in the digital world into opportunities.